0: People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. to another edition of the 20x20 20 20 Crew. I am your co-host Joe, and I am here with Matt. We're back this week, uh, and we're we're actually uh, watching the New Japan Pro Wrestling Anniversary Show in the background. For those of you who have the New Japan World subscription service. Um, and, and if you don't, you can always uh, get more information on that over at 20x20crew.com slash Slash NJPW, uh, look at me already trying to pay bills. Yeah, I was, you don't you waste no time with that.
1: So you know you bring that up, but you know I'm gonna start the show by asking a very simple question. You you ready for it?
0: Um, I'm already married.
1: Oh, all right. I got another question for you. Real simple question. I I have to know. Are you all in?
0: But I know how to announce the city. That All In is going to be in September 1, 2018. Chicago, Illinois. We're coming for you. I am All In. I, I, oh my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, uh, us, us Chicagoans over here it got the official announcement uh, a day or so ago. That we are going to be the recipient of the, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest independent show, uh, in the States in 2018. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is the self-financed, um, Young Bucks and Cody independent show called All In. Um, it's going to take place at the Sears Center in, which is actually in Hoffman Estates, which is, a a northern, a northwestern suburb of Chicago, really nice venue for those who have never been there. There's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, yeah, we
1: can vouch for that because um,
0: you and I have both been uh, been there. It was yeah. the same show. Uh, it was a it was a TNA paper TNA
1: Bound for Glory in two thousand eight.
0: Yep. Um, we were both there for that show and before we knew each other. Before we knew each <laughs> other, yeah. So we were already the ring crew before we, we it, knew exactly. It. <laughs> Full, full circle. So um, the the place itself holds, for wrestling purposes, it actually holds about 11,800 people. Um, and I know the, the Bucks and Cody are looking to book at least 10,000 people. Um,
1: yeah, that was their minimum goal.
0: Yeah, that was their minimum goal. Credit to Dave Meltzer for, partial credit to Dave Meltzer for, for this whole situation because he's the one that put them up to it by basically making the statement saying that they would never be able to book uh, <laughs> a place that held 10,000 people. So, I mean, obviously the the show isn't until September 1st, and, and you know we, we still haven't seen how many people are actually going to turn out for this, but suffice it to say, it's looking on the bright side of the things for the Bucks. Yeah. Should be at least an easy 10,000. I'm not going to say it's going to be a capacity crowd, but uh, I, I say 10 for sure
1: i would i would I would say that uh yeah ten for sure i'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt i i I say they sell out, yeah, I really do um the the amount of of buzz that this this little show has gotten certainly certainly has already brought the attention to a lot of wrestling fans, and i I look at especially Cody uh who's a guy that i I feel has so many connections in the business. I think he's going to have a lot of guys lined up to do this show, and I I just really feel it's going to sell itself. I mean, it kind of already has to an extent, uh, despite the amount of buzz that it's gotten, and we have we don't have a single match booked yet, of course. That's true. You know, so I don't I don't know. It's it's a really special kind of show. I I can't recall something like this happening in in my wrestling experience. I mean, this is a this is not. You have to understand this is not a organization, a promotion doing the show. It's three guys yeah, out it, of their pockets. It's <laughs> it's
0: it's a it's probably the purest form of independent wrestling you're going to see. Yeah, and you,
1: you know what, too. I mean, if if you let's say you don't sell, it. let's 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 say you don't, but you're you're talking about the Sears Center, and you know you get your ten thousand. A sold-out crowd at a WWE show in the Allstate Arena is. I'm looking at the the numbers right now. It's eighteen thousand two hundred eleven. So we're talking a little over eight thousand people compared to ten thousand. Yes, that's a significant number, but you're also comparing WWE to three guys who are not a company. You know, three guys and their wallets, their 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 pocketbooks.
0: And it's only a seven thousand seat difference. Yeah, r- roughly right.
1: That's uh, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. That's a really ballsy thing to do.
0: It's very ballsy.
1: And uh, the fact that they're getting that kind of buzz, and I'm saying that they're going, I, I feel that uh, they're going to they're going to sell out. That I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's 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 very minor leagueish, if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's is when I when I woke up to the news of. Chicago being all in, it was you know, and I, I love all the wrestling cities out there, but uh, to be from Chicago it was definitely a, a sense of pride that our city was the one that uh, that won the prize, that won the show. So, hell yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: and you know what? Because it, 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 let's face it, um, you know they are they are three of the the biggest attractions out there right now uh, that are not WWE. Yeah and uh you know they have multiple affiliations for multiple companies they're a big deal and for them to bring that big of a deal to our neck of the woods and i understand we're we're in a major market but yeah still uh to be to be to have the show booked here in chicago as opposed to other other venues that they could have easily ran it it just it feels awesome it really does feel awesome and i can't wait to be a part of it
1: yeah i mean uh as as we get closer to the to the time you know for all for all your listeners out there we definitely want to we want to know if you are all in and uh yeah. maybe, maybe we could uh maybe we could say hi at the show you know i you know get to get to know you guys a little bit better and and get to see some of the best wrestling in in the world. In my, you know, in, in my opinion, and if you're at that show, I guarantee it's if, of your opinion too. I mean, this is this is a big deal. This is a big win for Chicago. Uh, and, and don't take my word for it. Take many of the wrestlers' words for it. One of the best, one of the greatest wrestling cities in the entire world. Uh, and that's just that's not coming from my mouth. Uh, well, technically it is, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm super excited about the show. It's we're definitely. As we get closer to the actual show, uh, we'll definitely be talking more about it and hyping it up even more. But until then, all we know is that it's September 1st, Sears Center in Hoffman Estates. Uh, can't buy tickets yet as of this uh, recording, but uh, that's going to be something to look forward to next. That's the next step.
0: There's also talk of them doing a, a meet and greet or f- like a fan access style event the day before on the 31st be of August. 31st, right. Um, which is a Friday night, or a Friday Friday in general. Um, so keep that in mind when you guys go to uh, to pick up tickets to the event. Um, hopefully that'll come to fruition, and we get to be a part of that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a good thing too that uh, Chicago got this win because Chicago took a big loss uh, over the, the current weekend. Uh, Saturday...
0: Why, Matt? What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Saturday, March 3rd, uh, there was a, what I felt was a pretty intriguing house show that took place at the United Center. WWE returned to United Center, which I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, 24 years, I believe 1994 was the last time that they were at the UC. Jesus, Uh, it has been that long. It has been that long. Wow. Okay. Okay. So 24 years, and albeit it's a house show. So you know you can't expect too much, I guess. But one thing that you should be able to expect at, a, at any wrestling event is good ring in-ring action. One of the top build matches was Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Universal Championship against Kane, and I can tell you this right now: me telling you the participants in the match has been longer than the actual match.
0: That's horrible, <laughs> Jesus! That's horrible.
1: Thirty. Five seconds.
0: Uh, Neither Matt nor myself attended the show. Uh, We did have friends that attended the show. Yeah, we're uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, He actually, Lesnar, Brock Lesnar actually spent more time on the ramp during his entrance (laughs) than he did wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. What made matters worse, so the the length of the match pissed the crowd off to no end. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's footage of it out there online. But to make matters worse, they made a, uh, they as in Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman made a beeline after the match back to the, the, the backstage area, which made it even, made it look even worse on their part for, for doing something like that. My opinion of the match is this, you know, I understand, uh, you're Brock Lesnar and you don't want to do business with anyone. You just want to come in, make your money and leave as soon as possible. Even with that said, this is, this is still sports entertainment. You still have to make it believable. And I hate to say this, but I don't care who you are, unless you're using like some sort of uh, very heavy foreign object or, or... A situation akin to that you're not going to beat kane believably in 35 seconds you're just not that's just the way it is uh and, and for those of you who disagree with me hey we have social media you can contact us on we're on facebook at facebook.com slash 20x20 crew we're also on twitter at 20x20 crew so hey come find me come talk to me because uh <laughs> that that was a shit show by by any other any other term
1: you know when you when you do matches that are super short like this you know i'm talking 2 minutes or less you have you have to have a reason why you do that a lot of times it's you know, the, the typical squash match of, you know, somebody like an introduction to Braun Strowman facing jobbers, and he's running through jobbers, and that's that's it. It's just, he's this just big and strong guy. You don't need to do much else with it. You're not going to have a back-and-forth match with jobbers, and that's okay. And you do that on TV. You do that on television, and it showcases this monster that you're trying to make. Um, you can do the same thing with Brock Lesnar, and that's okay, to a small extent. When you're at a house show, you I'm not saying you don't have characters and you don't have, you know, the the heels and the baby faces. But you don't you're not supposed to tell stories in the sense of this guy is just that dominant. He runs through people. Not at a house show because only people that you're entertaining is people that are in that crowd. So when you have a house show and you have a championship match, one of two results are gonna usually happen. Either the champion Retains via pinfall or submission, which is usually what the case, which was the case in this match, mm-hmm. or the champion l- can lose but via like disqualification or count out, where the championship doesn't change hands. You are going to have that. That's fine. You are going to have that 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 very basic finish. However, what you have to have in between the bells is solid entering action for that crowd. And I've been to WWE house show, house show before, and I've seen guys wrestle a hell of a lot differently than they do on the TV show because their job is to entertain that live crowd. They do that via wrestling. Uh, case in point, last time I went to a house show for WWE, it was, it was about three years ago now, it was The Miz versus Kofi Kingston, and The Miz was all about the the commercial aspect of wrestling however this particular night he went in there and had a hell of a match with Kofi Kingston and they just he just wrestled yes he was Miz and he was talking trash and all that stuff that's wrestling that's fine but he still wrestled he still entertained that crowd uh to the best of his abilities when you have a 35 second match at a house show you are not telling any stories. You are just saying, we advertise Brock Lesnar. We're not going to let you down. We're going to give you that advertised appearance. But it's not going to be what you expect. We gave you the appearance, and that's it. And that's what happened in this case. It was, we have your money. He has to go out there and have this match. So we're going to give him, make him do this match. And then he's going to get the hell out of Dodge because he doesn't want to do anything more. And that's it. That was That was the reason why they did this. I would, I would hazard a guess this is the reason why they did this. So if you're going to get me on, on uh, social media, that's fine. I don't know, but I do know what I saw. And what I saw was a company that robbed an entire arena full of their money. Because that was, that was one of the top advertised matches of the night. For whatever reason, Brock Lesnar is a, is a sell. And you fucking ripped them off by saying, all right, we're not going to give you a goddamn minute. We're not going to give you a minute with this guy cuz you're not worth it.
0: You know what this reminds me of? It's the ultimate warrior all over again. You have a guy yeah. who wants who comes in, he doesn't want he doesn't want anything to do with the company more than a paycheck. He comes out and it's it's essentially squash match after squash match. Yeah quick matches in and out boom he's done and he's out of the building you know pretty much right after his his match and he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit about the business he doesn't give a shit about selling for anybody you know it, it, there's no storytelling there it's it's just this ignorant persona <laughs> <laughs> Subjecting himself and his selfishness to the crowd, and unfortunately, the ultimate back when the Ultimate Warrior uh, era was in the WWF, he sold, he he sold, he he sold tickets. He drew, yeah, he drew enough to where it it made a, a, a little bit of a difference. And again, it parallels uh, Lesnar. You know, there's a lot of, as many fans that are out there that agree with Matt and I. There's just as many out there, if not more, that still think Brock Lesnar is this awesome main event yeah. wrestler, and and I'm sorry to say that's not the case. Um, he's just ripping you off. But hey,
1: you do what you what you want with yeah, your money. Yeah, at the other you know day, you want. <laughs> I mean, I I I'm not gonna lie. There was a, and it wasn't had nothing to do with Brock Lesnar. I had thought about getting a a ticket for this show. Just because of the significance of it being at the UC. And it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And, you know, the United Center is a, it's a really cool venue. If you've never been there, if you're, if you're not from the area and you've never been there, it's, it's a really cool venue to, to go check out. And it, I think it's really cool that they, they came back, even for a house show. And I'd, I would like to have been a part of that. But then I, I, I came to my senses and said, you know, it's, it's WWE. They have to earn. They have to, they have to earn my money as far as live events go. I, you know, obviously they get my money. I've talked about it. They get my money every month with the WWE Network, but that's all they're getting from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, they, they have to prove themselves with, uh, with these, with, with better live events, be more consistent, and um, but that's, that's just me. But if you're a Lesnar fan, like I, am really interested to, to hear what you say. What you have to think because, I mean, are, are, if even if you're still a Lesnar Mark, aren't you just even a little bit pissed off by this match? Yeah, you know if if you're at that show and you want to see Legend it's like th- think of it this way. Think I am I'm, I'm a huge huge Sting fan. He's, one of my, he's my all-time favorite wrestler and I pay all this money to see Sting. I don't even care who he's fighting. he's just Sting. And he goes out there and he has that 35 second match. I am pissed off. I am heartbroken. I am confused by why he d- would do something like this to me or to his fans. I I I just I don't get it. And I'm still a Sting mark at this point. But I'm just like I'm starting to have second guesses, you know.
0: That's a good point. I think I think a lot of uh, in this case Brock Lesnar fans. I think they just they ignore that point of view. Like you know, it's cool. If we uh, as wrestling fans, Matt and I always want you to. Have your favorites, and
1: yeah, we never want to shit on your favorites.
0: Yeah, have your favorites and support them, and and that's fine. But what this guy is doing, basically shitting on your fandom. I'm, yeah. s- you know, sorry to say, like he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. It's like it's like an abusive relationship almost. Yeah, it you know? very
1: much is. No matter how many times he he screws you over, you just keep coming. You back. Keep coming back for more and um, giving him your money. So you know, th-
0: and th- and that's my that's my issue with it.
1: If uh you know for it's the same it's the same advice that uh that I have with people who hate Roman Reigns. If you want this guy to go away, if you're not a Lesnar fan, for love of god, shut up when he comes out. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Yeah. Don't buy those stupid Suplex City shirts. Stop buying those. Because as soon as his merch goes down, he's going to go to the next promo that's going to give him money for merch. He's going to go to UFC He's going to go to anywhere else that will take him because he's he's a greedy bastard. At the end of the day, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar lied about retiring from the UFC. has got more money to go back to the UFC and says, oh, I never retired, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> Goes back, fails a drug test because, you know, God forbid he does anything fairly, and says, oh, the UFC kissed my ass. I, I don't need the UFC. No, dude, you can't compete anymore because you you can't fight fairly and then now it's just like oh well my, I'm not going to be champion anymore what am I going to do with WWE I'll just go back to UFC Yeah, <laughs> <It's just, laughs> people like this guy yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like that, that 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 loser jock in high school that's just like that peaked out at the at, at the wrong time in life and people flock towards this guy cause I don't know the shit that comes out of his mouth must taste good cause I, <laughs> I don't get it
0: I just don't get it I
1: don't get him I never knew... I, you know how much I love Paul Heyman. I never understood what Paul Heyman saw on this dude. I really don't. Especially now. I just... Well, I don't he's, get he's it. a
0: paycheck. That's what it is. <laughs> 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 but but that's the thing. I think that's the difference between Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman at this point is that even if Paul Heyman is treating this as, hey, I'm riding on the coattails of Brock Lesnar and this, this beast gimmick, Heyman still cares enough about the business to... To get his character over, yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's going to be Paul Heyman, uh, as Paul Heyman only can be, yeah. And no matter what he's doing, and and right now this is what he's doing. So so <laughs> you know, in in that re- <laughs> in that regard, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I guess my point here is, even after Brock Lesnar leaves the WWE, is there always a possibility of? Paul Heyman sticking around and still being Paul Heyman, of course. Yeah, you know, and and that's yeah, not and that's not the same case with Brock Lesnar. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I just anybody but Brock Lesnar at this point. So in the. Uh... Cause I'm I'm done talking about that crap. Uh, you want you want to say something?
0: Well, no, 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 not about Brock Lesnar, but about that that house show. I, oh yeah,
1: yeah. You want to talk about the house show?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think we necessarily have to go over the entire card unless you want to. But um, I mean,
1: it's you basically saw it on Raw. Yeah,
0: you, you basically saw matches. all the stuff on Raw. Uh, but I w- I did want to talk to you about the the women's match uh, with with Sasha Banks. Yeah. And the
1: the match, in case you don't know, is uh, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville versus Sasha Banks, Bailey, Asuka, Mickie James, in an eight woman tag team match.
0: Now, uh, for those of you who didn't see the match or, or didn't read the results, what I want to talk about is Sasha Banks's performance, and I, I just I want to know your thoughts on what is going on with her and. Is she turning heel? What the hell is? I'm I'm a little confused at this point because they book her on, <laughs> on the babyface side of things. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, she's on the babyface team, but she's uh, she's she's acting like a heel towards Bailey in the match. If I'm not mistaken, she also put the bank statement on Oscar. Hmm. Um. I don't know whether that was during the match or after the match, but e- either way. And then I. It was during. It was during, during <laughs> There year. you go. So uh, I I'm not I'm not quite sure what the hell is going on here. I would like to pick your brain about that.
1: It's 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 weird because the way that I would describe Sasha Banks is she's a yo yo right now. Because she's she's heel, then she's face again. She's heel, then she's face again. And then I don't know if you watched the Raw from a couple weeks ago, but she was in a six woman tag team match with Bailey as a partner went to do a hot tag and then Bailey jumped off the apron uh not accepting the tag and keeping Sasha to the to the wolf, you know to the wolves if you will although the team still won it thanks to Asuka it's one of those things where it's it's between Bailey and, and Sasha Banks now Sasha Banks is more heelish than Bailey but it it just seems that when it comes to this like it's it's besides the armbar situation with Asuka everything heelish has been towards Bailey, I, 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 we talked about the rumble and how they dropped the ball with her being more heelish towards yes. Asuka and everything. Uh, prior to this armbar, or not the armbar, sorry, the bank statement. I'm not. I, I, I don't. I don't like it because it's almost like they're doing one of two things, and I, I'm thinking it's the latter. So the first one is they have. They're not sure exactly what they want to do with this yet, and if it's a should I stay, should I go kind of thing when it comes to the heel part. Uh, the other one I think is just they're, just, they're still building up for the Bailey sasha Banks-WrestleMania match, which I think is going to happen. Uh, of course, it's not booked as of yet, if it will be booked. Uh, and they're just waiting until closer to WrestleMania to make the official turn. And with WWE, it could be two weeks prior at this point. To, to make the official turn, I honestly, you already know where I stand with this. The Sasha Banks heel turn should have happened at the Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, it would have made a lot more sense.
1: And then they did it again for Elimination Chamber, but then they keep again. It's a yo-yo thing where she is and then she isn't, and it's it's very confusing because it's uh it's it's very clear what what she could be, what she should be. But now it's this, it's a matter of, well, is she or is she not?
0: I guess it's a little confusing to me because me growing up on, on wrestling, it, there, there was kind of always a formula for testing the waters where you would have characters or performers test the waters at house shows. Yeah. You know, untelevised events, you would have them, if they're going to turn heel or turn baby, and that's how you would, you would use the crowd reaction to, to gather, hey, Is this going to be a thing or is it not going to be a thing but it seems it seems like now they're just they're testing the waters on at house shows but also on on television and that's what's confusing me (laughs) yeah it is i think it would just make much more sense for them to keep it in that i guess traditional sense like hey let's test the waters at house shows See, see, you know, gauge the audience there, and then use TV to, to, you know, first of all make a decision, and then use TV to further that decision. Uh, and I and I still think you can do that, and still have a, a, a successful build up to WrestleMania, and and at WrestleMania, uh, I just don't know why they're doing what they're doing right now. It's it really is confusing me.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of their uh, of their booking with her lately. She's proven. That she can be one hell of a heel.
0: Do you think this is a case of too many cooks in the kitchen with uh, WWE's writing staff? I I'm not too familiar with <clears throat> the amount of of
1: cooks, if you will, but uh, it's definitely it, it is it definitely seems like there's uh, not a lot of continuity with what they're doing, in a, not just this situation, but a but lot stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but in this case, yeah, it just seems like you know it's almost like a, a poorly written sitcom where different writers doing each episode and it's like well that doesn't make sense to what you did last week so yeah, I, I don't know I, I, don't, I don't know Sasha Banks again should have been the heel in January that's my answer <laughs> 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 I'm not saying they dropped the ball and they can't do it but it's like do it if you're going to do it just do it already Like, you have you have everything there you have two competitors that know each other well that would put on a great match at Wrestlemania if you allow them to and they could even do a great storyline angle, but you can't do a storyline angle if you don't have concrete characters. I mean, you and I are familiar with creative writing. You can't. You, you got to know what you're doing with your characters, unless the rest of the scene doesn't make sense.
0: You know what? We're about a month away from WrestleMania at this point. Uh, I will be the first one to go on record. I will be back on this podcast and apologize to everyone if they can come out at WrestleMania and actually get me excited and, and shock me for whatever the hell they're doing between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Because at this point, it just seems very wishy-washy at best.
1: You know, too, and I don't, I don't want to necessarily speculate on WrestleMania matches right now because as we sit here, we don't have many concrete matches set. We know Asuka's going to fight somebody for the title. And we know that Ronda Rousey, Stephanie McMahon, as far as the women go, are going to be in a mixed tag team match. And that's really it so far. And with the whole women's revolution thing, you have to wonder if, you know, because before there used to be women get one match and that's it. That's all you get. Obviously, that's not the case anymore, but do they settle for two championship matches and then that lame-ass mixed tag team match, and then that's it. Because I said it before, Bailey and Sasha, you don't need a title. You do not need a title for those two. Keep them out of the title picture if you want. And right now, it seems like that's what it's going to be. But are they going to give them a match? And if so, is it going to actually be on the card? That right there is one of those things that if if they put it on the card, and they figure out what they're doing with Sasha Banks, let's say hopefully by the next Raw... I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I would already be excited for that match because I, I, those those two those two tore the house down NXT. They'll do it again on, on the uh, on the big show. So I, I don't know. I just kind of hope that they stick with the uh, the whole concept that women kind of are treated like equals now. And you know, again, don't need a title match. You don't need to be named Ronda Rousey. Just be a regular old worker that wears the scrubs and does all the work, and still be a main event highlight match. Even if it's the first match, I don't care. But I'd rather see it be on the main card than a pre-show. True. With Renee Young talking over them. (laughs) Lisp and all. That was was mean.
0: I said what I said. Matt the heel, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Wow, but... Shit between between you and Mister Wrestling Six lately, man. I, I am clearly the baby face of the three. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're dastardly, we you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. This this women's revolution, not just with the WWE, but with uh, wrestling in general right now. Uh, Seems to be uh, a sticking point, uh, a very important point that uh, is continually being pushed uh, at the moment. And that is something that uh, both Matt and I want to see done positively.
1: Yeah, across um, the board.
0: Across the board, not just with uh, one promotion or one company. And uh, we we kind of bring this up now because uh, if you're not familiar, you do have Ring of Honor going through a tournament to crown their first ever women's heavyweight champion.
1: Women's of Honor. Women women of, of the, the Honor. Women of, the women of
0: Honor. The women women of Honor champion. Wow. It's hard to get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome belt. If you haven't uh, if you haven't checked out the belt, uh, there's pictures of it online. Um, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a cool ass belt. We bring we bring all this up because it, it wasn't something that I noticed, but you noticed. So far, the first round of the tournament is almost over at this point.
1: Yeah, just one match left.
0: And minus a few YouTube YouTube episodes. YouTube yeah. episodes or YouTube broadcasted matches. Yeah. These have all been dark matches yep. at events and you know they're they're not on the main card at all. That's you know, I hate to say this because I'm I'm a huge Ring of Honor fan, but that's kind of shitty on that's, their part. That's really shitty, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say. Matt and I were discussing this before before we we started the, this episode, but th- there are some some factors that might play into that so far. And, and I'm just I'm trying to play devil devil's advocate here, but uh, you know, their their honor honor club streaming service uh just started recently but it started later than it they had initially uh, expected it to i don't know if that plays a part in all this and then being that they do have the honor club streaming service available now you know that that streaming service is a, a lot like the new japan service where you do have every event that they're doing yes available on the streaming service. for more information on honor club you can check that out over at 20x20crew.com podcast slash honor club but yeah that's the, other than other than the delay of their streaming service I don't know I, I really don't have any other any other thing that I can come up with as to why these women's matches, to crown their first women's champion, are all dark matches.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little mind boggling for me too. And to fill you, fill you guys in, so we talked about the YouTube show. You can catch that every Wednesday. The Women of Honor show, my show, I mean a match, a single match every week. So yeah, they they started doing this uh, Women of Honor tournament. The first round's about done. There's still one more match to be done, which will be in the pre-show. Of the Ring of Honor 16th anniversary show that's coming up very soon here, and you not only not only that is that the only place you can see them as a you know, prior pre Honor Club, but you have a weekly TV show uh, that's an hour long TV show, and you never mention anything about women at all. If you if you didn't watch YouTube, you would say I didn't, even know they had women wrestling on Ring of Honor, or if you went to a Ring of Honor show and you saw the women of honor match is live like we've seen them at live events you would be like i just thought they just did do women's <laughs> wrestling I, you know and then you hear like oh they have they're doing a tournament for a women's title like huh i they must get a bunch of outsiders because they don't have contracted female wrestlers but they do they really do it's it's really weird that they that this is the, the how they do things uh, and if you're going to have a championship belt be released you have to we talk about this we've talked about on the show we've talked about it you and i have just talked about all the time with titles you know i.e the universal title it's got to mean something it's got to represent something and if you are a championship that is only defended on pre-shows and youtube channels when you have a tv show and pay-per-views and it's not defended on that on those markets or platforms that says that that title means absolutely nothing unfortunately that's it's like okay you guys can play here and you can have your little belt but it doesn't mean anything compared to what we have
0: man i hate to say this but now now that you say that this women of honor title even before it it, it crowns its first champion is right up there with the intergender championship <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was created by oh uh, god yeah Mr. Nochin.
1: Yeah, that? I can't remember his name now.
0: <laughs> and uh and the universal title that is currently held by Brock Lesnar. That's uh that's some pretty infamous company right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a good start really. I I mean the the final round is going they have announced that it will be decided as supercard of honor.
0: Well, that's great. That's good. <laughs> I, I,
1: well, here's the thing is I I'm hoping it's on the actual card, not and on not the pre-show. pre-show. <laughs> Like the uh, so the 16th anniversary is going to have the final match of the first round and the first match of the quarterfinals both on the pre-show, and you know it, it's a good it's a really good card I, I admit, but there's no room to fit at least one of those matches, not one that quarterfinal match maybe to say hey, you know we're this is what we're doing we're doing this, you know and I understand the the argument now of. You have the Honor Club, and all of your events are going to be on the Honor Club, and that's cool. That's great. Uh, that being said, even though I could see it, it's the same thing when I talked about with the Sasha Banks Bailey match. I could see the pre-show for WrestleMania, but I still know it's a pre-show, and I know that it means doesn't mean as much as the stuff on the WrestleMania card. You know, because that stupid mixed tag team match means more. Than Bailey versus Sasha Banks, even though only about a half of those people can actually wrestle, still, and I am talking to you, Triple H, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag villain. <laughs> but uh, you know, and so yeah, they're going to be on the main show. But Bailey and Sasha Banks, if they're on the pre-show, it's just like uh, you don't matter. You go do your thing. It's like Austin Aries and and uh, Neville last year, best match of the night. And it's, it happened at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Man. And
1: that's, that's just horse shit. And, you know, am I going to say that Brandy Rhodes versus Tineo Dashwood, which is the quarterfinal match scheduled for 16th anniversary, is a, a top-tier match? No, I'm not. But you're trying to promote a brand-new championship, and you're trying to push women's wrestling. You've got to treat it with more respect than a pre-show.
0: Agreed. And we're going to do that right now. We're going to treat it with a little more respect because you and I are going to go down the brackets. Let's do it. I'm not very familiar with um, most of these uh, wrestlers, but there's always YouTube for those of you who are not like myself. I plan to go do some homework and and uh, prepare myself to see these talents in the ring in the future because I'm genuinely excited. And uh, that that's another thing about this whole tournament is they're bringing... Uh, indie wrestlers from yes all over the place all over the damn place yep. to take part in, in this this uh, tournament for to, to crown the first ever women's champion and uh, I'm excited I'm excited at all of these contestants and, and their futures in the business because if they're important enough to be brought into this tournament they've got to be doing something right with that said the first round went like this uh, Mandy Leon, pinned uh Madison Rain. Jesse Brooks lost to Kelly Klein. The gatekeeper. The Kelly gatekeeper. Klein. That's an awesome, awesome uh gimmick there, let me yeah. tell you.
1: She's she's badass. She is badass. She's definitely uh, bad. I haven't
0: seen much of her but what what I have seen I have really, really liked. H. Z K lost to uh Mayu Iwatani.
1: Yeah. So they got, they got a lot of people from... Uh, well, I say a lot, but a few people from uh, World Wonder Ring Stardom based okay. out of Japan. It's an all-women wrestling out of Japan. And I'm pretty sure she's one of them.
0: Yes. Another another hot promotion out there for, oh, yeah. for women's oh, wrestling. Yeah. Probably, it, uh, probably the premier women's promotion at this point. That, In
1: Japan or yeah. just all together? All together. That I it's can, one of them, yeah, yeah for that sure. That I can think of. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that.
0: We have... Uh, Diana Perazzo submitting
1: Dead. That, that's an intriguing girl. Diana Prado is really cool. It's, I'm really glad that uh, she's in this tournament. She kind of got the raw on the deal in WWE. Holiday is a really, <laughs> really intriguing character to watch. Um, I started watching a little bit in uh, this uh, wrestling promotion called Shine. It's an all women's promotion based out of uh, Florida. And she's a really intriguing character. I mean, I'm talking licking the heads of the uh, the audience and just the stuff that comes out of her mouth is that's, really That's bizarre. some bushwhacker shit right there, let me tell you. <laughs> Minus the uh, the weird the weird strut, yeah, she's she's up there with them.
0: I wonder if she eats cans of sardines and shit, too. Do you think she eats a lot of sardines?
1: <laughs> I mean, if she's licking heads, I would hope not. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm of the opinion that if you haven't tried it, you shouldn't knock it yet. So maybe eating sardines and licking people's heads is kind of a good thing. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> she, uh, Deanna Peraza, ho- holds the only submission in the first round so far. Obviously, there's one more bout in the first round to take place. Yeah. But so far, she holds the only submission. You also have Jenny Rose losing to uh, Kagetsu. Yeah. Uh, via pin, we're gonna skip over the other bracket for that section, and then we have Stacey Shadows losing to, to Neil Dashwood, who, if you're not familiar, used to be Emma in the WWE. Yep, um, hello, nurse, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> and Karen Q losing to Brandy Rhodes, wife of Cody.
1: She's weird, she's got a last name. I as yeah. <laughs> well, she
0: apparently she's a, a very smart businesswoman, and uh, she she was able to avoid that pitfall. Yeah. So uh, kudos to her, and also hello nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we skipped over one one of the brackets in the first round because it hasn't happened yet. That is the last match that that has not taken place in the first round, and that's Hana Kimura against sumi sakai but after that match you will have uh the second round intact and uh ready to be played out
1: i to me personally <clears throat> i have my 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 picks on who's going to win this thing but uh sumi sakai is one of those that i hope if if she doesn't win it if i don't see her winning it i really hope that she has a long run because she's been in she's been a ring of honor since almost the beginning and uh she's a huge part of the women starting to finally get more respect um uh, within that company. Uh just a great worker. I have I've been privileged to see her uh compete live a few times and she's a hell of a worker, puts on great matches and Erna and uh Kimura are gonna have a great match.
0: I, I hope so. I um like I said, you know, the these uh, participants weren't um just picked all willy-nilly yeah you know they, they're they here for a reason and, and they can all perform and i'm excited i'm yeah. excited to see the rest of the tournament and and also um what they do outside of this tournament whether they stick with the promotion or not yeah
1: i was i was a little surprised that uh, madison rain took on manny leon in the first round that's uh that could have been easily a semifinal round match if they booked it right very true uh madison rain spent a lot of time in in tna or impact wrestling and and she uh, she's definitely improved as an in-ring worker. I, I I'm a fan of hers and I was a little bummed to see her get eliminated in the first round, but Mandy Leone is a really good worker. I don't see her getting past Kelly Klein personally. I,
0: I but... don't I don't either. I I, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't want to sit here and play favorites, but yeah. if 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 I had to book that match, I'd say Kelly Klein over Mandy Leon. Ke-
1: Kelly Klein wins, yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, my only worry about this and I I I don't want to speculate much, but Brandy Rhodes, first of all, to me, is the only really the only one that I'm aware of because there's a few a couple of names on here that I'm not, I'm, I'm not too familiar with. Their work, Brandy Rhodes, uh, is one of those that I just feel that shouldn't be in this tournament. Uh, if you haven't seen her in ring work, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, she's definitely trying. I'm not saying she's you know, no business in a wrestling ring whatsoever, but. I don't I don't like the fact that she's in this tournament I don't like the fact that she defeated Karen Q in the first round because Karen Q is a phenomenal worker I I have a feeling that Brandy Rose is gonna make it to the finals and I'm not too not big of a fan of that
0: I, I, I'm not either and, and I I think what you're you're hinting at here is uh, you know her 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 significant other yeah having a lot to do with Ring of honor yeah and, and um, there might be some some backstage politicking going on. Hey, let's. Face- he wouldn't be
1: the first roads to do that.
0: Exactly. He <laughs> wouldn't be the first roads to do that. Uh, and I'm sure we'll cover. A, a lot of that information on other episodes, especially anniversary episodes. But yeah, as unfortunate of an idea that is, I I am leaning the same way. I think she does make it to the finals. And uh, do I think she's worthy of that? No. She she's she needs more in ring work. A lot of in ring work. But I, but unfortunately, I think they're going to use her her fame and and name to. To help progress uh, the tournament and the the overall uh, amount of eyes on the product, it's a double-edged sword. It always is a double-edged sword when you have stuff like that happen. Yeah, um, I look at it this way: as unfortunate as it is, with her being in the tournament, will it expose the the product more and, and get more people to see workers like Mandy Leon and Kelly Klein and and uh, you know Tennille Dashwood? Hell yeah. Yeah, it would. So, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a, a completely bad thing. Sure. But again, it is
1: unfortunate. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but it also goes back to what we already talked about as we led, uh, started with this topic. Another way that would help promote all these other wrestlers that you mentioned was promote it on your show. Um, talk about the Women's of Honor Tournament. And I think finally they are, and it's, it's great, but it was after the fact it was this showcase these two wrestlers and then give you a quick 20 second highlight of the match and show you who won which I'm not a big fan of that either you should you shouldn't spoil the matches <laughs> uh, but they should have they should have had a you know have, have the segments even if it's you know you knew when the tournament was going to start you knew who the participants were beforehand so do it throughout multiple episodes where we talk about four wrestlers each each show you know I mean it's not complicated. I don't know why they make, they're they making this so difficult. And that would promote the talent even better if you say, okay, hey, we're this is what we're doing, and this is how this is how you can watch it. You know, you want to see this match, do it on this, and you see this match, or pl- put it on the actual show because as much as I love Ring of Honor, there's still matches that it's like, well, you could have gone without that match probably. And then you can say that about any promotion. And it's like, okay, this is a big deal. This is a big tournament. So therefore, showcase it. Exactly. Yeah, it's anytime you introduce a title, you you gotta, you gotta pretty much put it on a on a on a gold platter for the fans. Like this is a big deal. Watch this tournament, and you didn't give them a reason to. And if Brandy Rose is their re, is is their gold platter to, to put it on, that's that's terrible business. For my... Yeah, <laughs> terrible business for it, me.
0: It, it'll be a horrible start to. Uh to a very promising uh, situation. Yeah. Um, Really quick, I'm going to shout out to Shimmer Wrestling. Thank you for following us on Twitter. Oh, thank you. Uh, Yes. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, yes. Chicago Women's Wrestling. Go support it. Uh, They've been around since 2005, in case you didn't know. And if you're going to be in uh, New Orleans for WrestleMania, they do have a show on the 7th of April. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can find more ticket, uh, ticket information and stuff uh, through our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Shimmer.
1: And, uh, you know, for your wrestling fans out there, uh, for your WWE fans, I should say, out there, uh, you might recognize their, their champion. The Shimmer champion is currently Mercedes Martinez, who competed in the May Young Classic. Uh, real badass woman right there. So <laughs> definitely uh, definitely check it out. Represent Chicago and again thank you thank you for that Uh, I think it's about time to pay some bills yes let's pay some bills pay some bills
0: let's do it hang in there we'll be back we're gonna go pay some bills we'll be right back this episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime sign up for a free 30 day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes you get to borrow kindle ebooks you also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum mortar size you don't have to purchase you can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love you can sign up for amazon prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash amazon thank you for listening thank you for all the support and now let's get back to the show welcome back ladies and gentlemen we're back from paying some bills and yeah, we're we're just having a discussion uh during the during the break here about um the the meaning of of titles and title reigns and uh what you know some of the pros and cons that go along with title belts and and you know the the duration of a championship run um and one thing I was trying to explain to matt uh with this whole Brock Lesnar thing, getting, getting going back to Brock Lesnar and, and the way he treats <laughs> the Universal title or any title for that matter, these days, you have a, you have a situation where you know he doesn't care about the business. Uh, essentially, the belt is just a prop to him, and, and even if a promotion has has that situation with their titles, you have to. You have to use that prop effectively in your story. And, and I, I think that's what Brock Lesnar fans don't necessarily understand all the time. Is that he, he is not one to advance the story at all. Because he doesn't care. Um, I was I was explaining to Matt that uh, uh, there was a, a, a lot of hubbub. For, for those of you who used to watch WCW when it was around there was a lot of um, negative sentiment towards the way Dusty Rhodes would book the finishes of matches especially title matches for the longest time in the um, especially in the early 90's for WCW uh, when Dusty had the book and he would a lot of the title matches for their heavyweight title would end uh either in disqualifications or um you know some un- unfortunate events but there were there was uh, you know a clean win or a clean loss in the ring was um few and far between and i feel that it just hurt um it would hurt title reigns title runs it would hurt the the you know the the level of importance of of whatever belt that was happening to your thoughts on this, uh, on this opinion of mine. To, and I'll leave it at that because I, I think, I think, uh, what it boils down to, it, it is just an opinion. It, it's kind of split in hairs, but I, I still want to know what you think. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you, when you talk about, uh, disqualifications and count out finishes, when they're used sporadically, it, it's it's totally fine. I mean, it's part of wrestling. But uh, you mentioned, <clears throat> and you're a huge WCW fan, a lot bigger WCW fan than I ever was or could ever be. And you saying that the clean finishes were few and far between in comparison to... DQs and, and and count outs. Um,
0: more so, more so DQs than anything. More
1: so DQs, yeah. And I, going back and watching some of those, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. And it's, I, I tell you what, as a, as a fan of any match, uh, having a finish like that can definitely lead to a frustrated fan in me. Um, that speaks to just any. Anytime I see a DQ finish, I just I'm not a fan of them because they tend to happen at the worst possible times for me. You know, when the matches are really picking up, it's here comes somebody to to screw it up, and now we just have nothing. We just got fighting in the ring, and um, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It's I'm not a fan of it, and I don't. I, I mean, I, I do agree with the the fact that it hurts it hurts the boat. You, I see what you're doing with like, oh, the the champ never lost cleanly, so he's still a champ. But you're not you're not really raising prestige. You're more or less just trying to keep it where it's at. And being stagnant is a terrible thing to do. Yeah, because, in pro wrestling.
0: Because if you're if you're the champ and you're you're winning via DQ. You're not losing the belt, but you're also not winning.
1: You're not winning, yeah.
0: And and I think a lot of people lose lose sight of that, um, that fact. Something that you and I can both relate to is and the NWO. You watched a lot of NWO yeah. stuff. Think back to that stuff. Mm-hmm. How many times did we see Hogan lose clean or win clean for yeah, that matter? It's it was. You know how many times Hall and Nash. Um, Six when he had the cruiserweight title, it was a few and far between right. situation with any of those titles, tag titles, singles titles.
1: And I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> we're probably going to get laughed at, and the eyes might be rolling uh, uh, against us for this. But we're going to bring this group up again. We're going to bring a Bullet Club, and you look at. We'll just bring up my wife's going to laugh at this one, but we will bring up Kenny Omega for example. <laughs> And you have his his U.S. Championship reign. You know the the Young Bucks would come out there, but they wouldn't do a whole lot. They were just there for the most part. You got a ton of clean finishes.
0: Pavlov would be proud of me because as soon the first time I saw Kenny Omega seconded by the Young Bucks, I immediately thought, "Great, here we go again. Yeah. It's going to be the NWO shit all over again." And uh, much much to my surprise, that didn't happen.
1: No, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're out there, and there's times where they, they might be a, a distraction for for a bit, but the the match still ends cleanly. And, it you know, it usually, let's say it's a 30-minute a match, you know, they might become a nuisance around the 10, 15-minute mark, and then that's it. So you still got a good 20 to 15 minutes of clean wrestling. And it's... It does. It does two things really. For 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 this case, it does. It raises the prestige of that championship belt, and it raises the prestige of the Bullet Club, because here you have a champion that just beat its top contender at that moment, and it did it again and it did it again. And whether it was the U.S. title or the the tag titles with God or the junior heavyweight titles with the Bucks or whoever was champs. Within the, the Bullet Club, for the most part, you get clean finishes. And again, there's interferences, and that's okay if done wisely. And especially going to be okay when you have a heelish faction. Sometimes they're going to interfere. You see that especially a lot in the ROH side of things. with the, And that's more of the American style than it is the Japanese style. I mean, you saw that during Cody's reign where... wife would get involved a little more than she should however there's still a lot of clean finishes in in cody's matches and they and again it's what we talked about with the lesnar situation where you know even if the outcome is the way that you predicted the what happens between the opening bell and the final bell what happens between those bells is what matters the most, and if you're still putting on a five star match or cl- or trying to put on a five star match, I should say, um, that's that's what matters. That's what raises that prestige for that belt. Is is the performances. I know I just kind of segue a little bit from from the, over, the original question. I I'm not a fan of when we end it with DQs and countdowns because I just feel that's a lazy finish. That's uh and it's a very stagnant finish where it's. You not Nobody lost. Nobody won. You kind of wasted everybody's time, um, and I don't feel that way all the time for DQ finish. But yeah, for the most part, it's it's not it's not good for me. It's it's a no go.
0: In the background, we are watching uh, WrestleMania X Seven taking place uh, in Houston, Houston, Texas, uh, and what what sparked my my interest in the topic was a match between Eddie Guerrero and test test came into the match uh the european champion uh, and he lost it to eddie guerrero and eddie guerrero won it via inter interference from uh, perry saturn and dean malenko yeah um and and again i'm not saying i'm not completely shitting on that match but it just brought up the idea, like, there you go. I, I And, you know, look, the European title is no, not around anymore. Not that it had any anything going for it while it was around <laughs> anyway, but... Yeah. Um, can you think of one particular title match that you saw mm. that you were completely pissed off by because it ended uh, without a clean finish? Uh, I mean, I could go...
1: <laughs> Um, one one that popped in my head right away was um, kind of the the whole issue with where TNA went with the downfall. And I know I'm just people that's going to disagree with me on this because he's such a huge draw right now. Uh, but EC3's world heavyweight title reign, every single match had an unclean finish, or it had like thirty guys interfere on his behalf, and he'd win the title, keep the title that way that TNA World Heavyweight Championship was complete bullshit for a good two years while he had it or however long he had it because it never had like a legit clean finish. It was always interference or it was always a no contest of some kind and it just, it never it never stood up to me. And during a time when you had to rely on him and him alone because the company was treating its its like past guys, or I'm using quotation marks here, but past guys, you know, old guys who can't do it anymore, guys like AJ Styles, if you believe that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they they, they put the, the company on his shoulders, and he's a good in-ring worker, but that whole thing was every time that he had a legit challenger, it was his on-screen aunt would descend the entire locker room to interfere on his behalf, and then he'd win the title. Uh, or 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 he it would just end in chaos and it just chaos would be the 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 word that I would describe the entire product at that time uh, and it, so it was multiple occurrences but uh, that's the one that sticks out to my head the most was that whole title run because that was one of the things that helped and I use this term loosely helped the company get in the shitty situation that it was in for, for so long that they're trying so desperately to call themselves out of.
0: I don't know who was responsible for the book uh, in that situation. Uh, I know it wasn't Dusty. Dusty had already passed. Mm-hmm. But um, if I had to point fingers, I, I know some of the AJ Styles run was definitely Vince Russo. Yeah. Um, and maybe not him by himself, but, I mean, he did have a hand in the book. There's always Jeff Jarrett.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's always uh, that Hall of Famer.
0: Oh, God.
1: I'm sorry, I had to do it to you.
0: <laughs> but
1: unfortunately, it's a reality that you're, you're going to have to live with, my friend.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably lose the rest of my hair this year, thanks to <laughs> Jeff Jarrett uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think at this point, we know for sure that, uh, you know, if you had any doubts. And again, I think this is like a WWE fan thing. It, it that Hall of Fame is just such bullshit. Oh yeah, you know if if you if you ever needed a class that was um, proof of that, it's it's the 2018 class. And
1: that's no disrespect to the Deli Boys.
0: Yeah, no. This, or Ivory. Right. This has no. Or even Hillbilly Jim. Oh God, no. <laughs> Hill, Hill, Hillbilly Jim belongs there. Yeah. Yeah, he he belongs in uh, just about any wrestling Hall of Fame.
1: We're talking about those other two guys,
0: Je- <laughs> man. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I mean, I don't even know, and Goldberg too. Like, I, I, I'm sorry uh, to me, Goldberg. Don't get me wrong. Did he have his his importance in the business? Yes, of course. But is he Hall of Fame material? I could think of quite a few people that need to go in Hall of Fame before he does. Oh yeah. So, um. But but getting back to topic, yeah. Um, yeah, th- this whole thing with um, you know dirty finishes or unclean finishes in title matches or with titles in general, um, it it's a problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, that's one thing I don't want to see get overutilized in New Japan Pro Wrestling now that they're trying to become more Westernized. Yeah. Um,
1: well, let me ask you this. Is it okay to use it sporadically?
0: Yeah. I, well, that's with anything, though. Yeah. Anything. If you're using anything sporadically and 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 not in a regular manner, not in a, con- in a consistent manner, of course it's going to have more effect. I mean, whether it be a a finish or a chair shot or a table spot, you know, think of th- those three things have all become. So oversaturated mm. in the business, you know, you it it seems like you can't go uh, a TV taping or a live event or a pay per view now without some sort of a table spot or a chair yeah. or a chair spot or it, or or some dirty finish.
1: Definitely loses its edge when you when you do it all the time.
0: It it does. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, one one title match with a bad finish that sticks out in my mind and this is probably news to you but it is from the 1991 edition of the Great American Bash Okay. Uh, going into the match uh, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship was vacant and the match was between Lex Luger and Barry Windham in a steel cage this was a clusterfuck of a match (laughs) let me tell you uh, the only good thing about this match was Barry Windham because Barry Windham can actually wrestle and and I don't want to say he was at the complete top of his game at this point but he was still up there Mm -hmm. I mean Barry Windham can work the match was in a steel cage and Luger defeats Barry Windham with the... I'm going to use the word help in quotation marks. Yeah. And I'll explain here in a minute. But Luger defeats Barry Wyndham with the help of Harley Race. Now, if you're going to turn heel in a match through interference, you kind of got to have that interference, like, actually take place. Like, it has to... It, it doesn't... Ha- you can't have it like Half ass happen You know you just can't have a guy show up With the intent to interfere But then not really interfere In order for it to go over I mean that makes sense to you right
1: Oh yeah of course
0: Okay so in this match Harley Race Shows up To Help Lex Luger turn heel Right yeah. well there's only one problem Harley Race cannot get into the cage so <laughs> so what happens Harley Race stays outside of the cage and just kind of guides Lex Luger into being a heel um, I'm pretty sure it's on the network on WWE's network uh, again if you need more information on obtaining a subscription you can go to 20x20crew.com podcast slash network that's all one word um, it is the 1991 edition of the Great American Bash. It's uh, under the WCW pay-per-views. Oh, it's on there. It's on there. We're watching it. Um, so Matt's going to see firsthand the, the kind of bullshit I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, Harley Race does not enter the cage. And he more or less makes the like hand signals or gestures like, Hey, give Barry Windham the pile driver. It's time. It's time, you know? He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't go in there and physically help Lex Luger, although he's supposed to. Now I don't know why this happens the way it happens, but it happened that way. So Luger wins the title, the vacant title. Yeah. Um, in the cage, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, they had problems with the cage being stuck. Okay. And because I think it was, uh, I think the cage came down. And it was crooked, okay, and so when they, oh, when the pyro yeah when, <laughs> yeah when the pyro went off initially to show that the cage was coming down, yeah, the announcers who were I believe Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross at the time, they had to kind of like fill time so that they could correct the cage to bring the cage down to begin with, so that you know if they if that wasn't it, oh yeah, and then the belt too, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> Folks, if you get a chance, look at this fucking belt. The, but the reason the belt looks this way, for those of you who don't know, I believe this is one of the first times that they had to have their own WCW World Heavyweight Championship because the NWA, um, the NWA, the big gold belt. Had been taken by Flair. By, that was by, his belt. By Ric Flair. That yeah. was his belt. For those, of, here, here's here's a backstory that you're gonna find pretty interesting. <laughs> so at this time, Ric Flair wants out of WCW. I'll give you the 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 short version. Ric Flair wants out of WCW. There's a a big hubbub about him leaving. They want they want they want to keep him, but they don't want to pay him. Whatever he's asking. And back then, if you were the champion, you had to put a deposit on the title belt. So the initial deposit for the title belt that Rick Flair had was $25,000. Okay? So Flair bought that deposit. Okay? They wanted the title back. He didn't <laughs> want to give the title back because they <laughs> didn't want to refund him his $25,000. And to make matters worse, he wouldn't give them back the belt unless they paid him the 25 plus interest. So now he's asking for even more money before giving them the title belt back. Well, he eventually leaves and goes to the WWF at the time. And if you go back and look at the programming leading up to his first appearance, Bobby Heenan actually comes out on WWF television with that belt, yeah. Do you know how that belt got in their possession? Ric Flair got so pissed at WCW for not negotiating with him that he FedExed the belt to Vince McMahon. Yeah,
1: I do remember seeing that. So, <clears throat> or reading, that, I should say.
0: But getting back to the '91 Great American Bash here, their WCW title belt. They 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 were in the in the process of commissioning their own. Custom title belt, but they didn't have one on hand. Yeah. So what they did was they had Dusty Rhodes bring one from Florida Championship Wrestling, and all they did was fuse a big gold plate (laughs) over the the FCW logo on the belt. That's why it looks so shitty.
1: I gotta ask a question. Sure. It's not related to the the match, but just to show Um, why. Is the main event a mixed tag team match with the? Uh... <laughs> or is it a mixed, ta- yeah, a it mixed is, tag? Yeah, it team is. Match. It is a mixed tag what, team match. Like, why is this after the Luger <laughs> um,
0: the match? If If I remember correctly, yeah. they had it, they had problems with the the state's athletic commission. Okay, because it is illegal to pit a woman versus a man in combat sports at this time. At this time yeah. in that state, okay, that was the reasoning behind it. They they had to push the match back because of that. If 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 I remember correctly, I could be wrong. But uh, <laughs> why why even do it then? <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, that's how they they don't even end this this pay per view this this huge show with the heavyweight title, man. That's
1: yeah, that's that's bad booking right there. That's and it's not even on the same level, but that's like watching old school WWF house shows, live events at the time they're called. And you have your, your main event and then afterwards you'd be like a bunch of scrubs like, yeah, it's gonna go to till, till time limit, to curfew is it's called cuz you know we, we got all this time to fill now. And I, if
0: if I'm if I'm not mistaken too, I think this is the last Great American Bash was a tour. I think after this they just made it a a pay-per-view. Okay. So it, it became one just one event as opposed to, a, to uh, a multi-city tour. Okay. But yeah, this this is one of those matches that you're just like what the hell is going on? Why why, why even why even do the match up this way? But uh, it happened, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find it on the WWE Network. Uh, I don't know how edited this is. I don't have an original recording of it, but if you guys want to hit us up on social media, (laughs) facebook.com slash 20x20crew, or on Twitter, at 20x20crew, hit us up and let us know... uh, if this is uh, an edited version of the event, or the actual unedited footage, or the original footage,
1: and uh, it's 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 important to say that going back to championship things, like it's not just clean finishes, because let's 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 not forget that the the, the finger poker doom was a clean finish, and it's it's about what you do with that I championship would, I belt.
0: don't know. I don't know. Do you really feel that the finger poker doom was a, a clean finish? Uh, technically it <laughs> technically, is, right? Technically, yeah. Oh, God. For those of you who don't <laughs> know what the finger poke of doom is, it took place...
1: Uh, what's
0: that about? Uh, 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 what's going on here? What? what just happened here? Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion... What just Hollywood oh my God Hogan! It was
1: a nitro. I I want to say ninety nine, maybe no ninety eight. I'd, I'd have to, say. but usually uh, look up the date. But uh, it was between Kevin Nash, the champion, versus I believe a returning Hollywood Hogan. And this was also during a time where we had already had a split WC or sorry NWO with the black and white and the wolf pack and these two were facing off for the title and they're they're facing off and it's it's built up as this huge match like it's these you know this is what we wanted to see and then Kevin Nash puts out his index finger and oh, I'm sorry Hogan puts out his index finger let me get this right and <laughs> he proceeds to gently push Kevin Nash with his index finger and then the a LeBron James worthy flop from Kevin Nash
0: <laughs> occurs, and
1: Hogan pins Kevin Nash to win the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Title.
0: So at this point, it was uh, nineteen years ago.
1: Nineteen years ago. Yeah, okay. So Jan- 1999.
0: January fourth, nineteen ninety nine is when the finger poke of doom happened. And then yeah, and then so Hogan cleanly pins Kevin Nash to take the title. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's technically a clean <laughs> yeah. finish because, you know, there there was no interference or whatever. But, yeah, hor- horrible, <laughs> absolutely horrible title match. And, and keep in mind, I, I, Matt and I are, are fans of the NWO. So, for us to sit there and call bullshit on that match, I, I think that speaks <laughs> volumes.
1: <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the first time, though, that uh, – or that was the first time for that bout – wasn't the last time I should say, right? Because uh, we saw Jeff Jarrett lie down for for Hogan, uh, and again,
0: the, the, I mean, there was there
1: was there was a legit backstage stuff.
0: Yeah, there was backstage stuff going on between, uh, well, more than just them, but backstage stuff nonetheless, politicking and, yeah. and what have you.
1: Do you, um, if you remember that that night, Vince Russo came out and explained to the crowd. Would you have done that as a Booker? Is that good to, to to break kayfabe in that situation?
0: You know what? No, it's it's bad for business. It is completely bad for I, business. I
1: always felt that too. I always don't
0: don't get me wrong. I mean, and and here, if if we can use that show as an example. So even back then, you had even even for all the smart fans out there, even for all the smart marks that were out there. You know, obviously, Dave Meltzer was around for quite some time already by then. You have all this information leaking out through the the dirt sheets, you know, the the Wrestling Observers and and the Pro Wrestling Torch. So, you know, backstage news getting out and and the breaking of kayfabe was was already a thing, but you still had uh, you still had a little bit of kayfabe going on, and I think that's one of those instances where when that happened when russo came out of the back and took the time to explain what the hell just happened if kayfabe wasn't broken already enough it it broke even more there was just no there there was no recovering from that you're you're airing the dirty laundry of your company in front of people on pay-per-view no less people actually paying to see you, you know, botch your own fucking show. Which is, it's pretty horrible in hindsight. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that
1: title, I'm, I'm trying to find the exact date. I want to say it was a bash at the beach.
0: I think it was a bash at the I, beach. I, I
1: can't remember. But at that point, I'm looking at these title reigns. I mean, look at this. One day, two days, six days. I mean, and it goes on for quite some time. I mean... My, my goodness I, it was it was just like here i don't want it anymore like you have it um you know 29 days 27 days these are these are terrible well
0: again championship reigns again i'm 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 of the opinion if you're going to have a title belt just be a prop for your organization or your company it's okay to treat it so but do it convincingly you know don't don't sit there and just drop it just to drop it give it some story give it give it something yeah. you otherwise it is just a prop and there and there's no meaning behind it there has to be some sort of meaning behind things like that there's this kind of uh, you, you get you're, you usually get two types of fans when it comes to this subject either you have people who wholeheartedly believe in the prestige of, of whatever title we're talking about right. Or you you do get the the people that are like, hey, it's just a belt, it's just a prop, Don't, you know, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, David Arquette be champion.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with both sets of those fans because I can see both points of view. But again, whether you're whether you're holding that title with a prestige or you're, or it's just a prop, mm-hmm. and and it's going to be used as a prop. You, you still have a responsibility to utilize it correctly to to put that title over however you're going to use it. and if you don't let's face it there 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 are multiple repercussions I mean I, I hate to sound like a broken record but this whole Brock Lesnar thing look at the look at what he's doing not only is he shitting on that title but it it is now spilling over into the business aspect of things where it's something that I'm now not understanding because if this man is all about business and he wants to make money by doing what he did in places like Chicago mm-hmm. you're just hurting business that means less people getting interested in the business less people you have an opportunity to sell your t-shirts to right you know well and again, this
1: is not, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're, we are from the Chicago area. So we, we have Chicago Pride. And so this next point isn't, it's based off facts. It's not based off of a Chicago fan. Um, you look at, let's look at one of the biggest money makers for WWE and NXT. Uh, where NXT goes, they, they tend to fill out the arenas very quickly, too. One of the hottest tickets in town. And they do these NXT takeover, whatever city they're in. Uh, Most recent one they did was Philadelphia in January.
0: They'll be in Chicago in June.
1: They'll be in Chicago in June, and I'm glad you brought that up because... So every year they do an NXT Brooklyn. um, And the reason why they do a Brooklyn every year is because... SummerSlam right now has a... WWE has a partnership with Barclays. The Barclays Center, to yes. To do... I don't know how, how long the contract is, but it's a multi-year deal. Therefore, they're able to do a guaranteed NXT TakeOver Brooklyn every single year, so long as the contract is current. Uh, and it's it's tied in with SummerSlam, which is the second biggest pay-per-view that WWE, WWE does uh, every year, just only second to WrestleMania. Chicago has not been linked to any of the big four in WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series as far as the NXT TakeOver pay-per-views. They had one last year tied in with... I I don't remember the pay-per-view, to be honest with you.
0: (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't couldn't
1: tell you. I could tell you the NXT card, but I couldn't tell you the the pay-per-view it was linked with. And this year, it's going to be linked with Money in the Bank. Um, and again, it's you know it's a, it's one of the fan favorite pay-per-views, but it's not a, a, a big four pay-per-view. And my point is, well, NXT has, has only gone to Brooklyn multiple times and nobody else. It's going to Chicago for a second year in a row, and it's not even linked with a big four pay-per-view. So what does that say about how they feel about Chicago? And it's really weird that they said hey, we're going to do this 35-second match (laughs) in Chicago. I mean, you pissed off a Chicago crowd that is extremely passionate about professional wrestling. There's a reason why All In is happening in Chicago, and I'm not trying to shit on any other city, but there's a reason why it's Chicago. The, The fans here are extremely passionate about professional wrestling. Extremely passionate. Uh, to the point where they'll buy your tickets to your bullshit house show, and
0: it's <laughs> true. It's
1: true. They're, they're it's that, damn true. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and you know, so you're, you're you're shitting on the Universal Championship, which you've been shitting on since he's won it, which was already being shitted on by the previous champion, Bill Goldberg.
0: Oh God, I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he forgot about that,
1: <laughs> and. And then, now you're shitting on a very important fan base. And just because, you know, the, the Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12 answer, why? Because I can. And it fucking sucks. Because as a fan, it's just like... I just want to, like... I, I want to, like, take every fan that that continues to cheer for this guy and, like, and hug him. Because it's like, <laughs> I don't know, do you need to be loved? Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, what do you see in this fucking guy? Like, just stop supporting this guy cuz he's if he could he would literally take you grab you by the shirt and spit the biggest loogie in your face and and then steal your 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 wallet while he's at it because that's what he's doing
0: and you know what it, it th- that brings up another point here with being being a heel and 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 being a baby face He's doing neither. <laughs> no, he's not. Because if he were being uh, a proper heel, you would have fans heated enough to come back and buy enough tickets to fill that fill that venue and and root against him or, or root for him, no matter you know depending on what what uh, point of view he's coming from. And that's not happening, folks. Uh, to my knowledge, they did not sell out the United Center. I can't remember the last time they had a sold-out show. Speaking of the WWE. So it's just it's not paying off at all. Let's go back. Ole Anderson. For those of you who don't know, Ole Anderson was one of the original four horsemen. One of the original four horsemen. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I had a brain fart, folks. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> one of the original four horsemen. At one point, he was the booker for WCW. Yeah. And there's a there's a, uh, a statement that he made ages ago. And oh, here comes Harley Race. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh we're watching Harley Race come out during this Great American Bash 1991 match and again if if you're paying attention you're going to see Harley not enter the cage and just <laughs> tell Luger to turn heel <laughs> but anyway um Ole Anderson said one, one time said something that still rings true to this day there there's yeah. okay <laughs> so <laughs> Ole Anderson once said that <laughs> you if you take wrestler A and pit them against wrestler B and have wrestler B win, but then also have the the reverse happen, you know have wrestler A win sooner or later, you're going to run out of shit to show yeah. and the reason I mention that statement is because of all these unclean finishes. I get that. I really do. I do. I yeah. do. I do get it. You know, you definitely have to become creative with the finishes of matches. I understand that, but what is going on with shit like Brock Lesnar's putting out? It's it's killing. It's killing. It it's killing the business more than pitting your your wrestler A versus wrestler B and getting a, a clean finish. Yeah. You know. Let me ask you this, because. You know the argument that I continue to get is,
1: I get that kind of that bullet club answer currently, where WWE is fine, and I'm not saying they're not. (laughs) You know, obviously they're a rich company, but is it because it's WWE and there's a lot of casual non wrestling fans that kind of don't know any better when it comes to stuff like this? Is this the reason why Brock Lesnar works? Is Brock Lesnar doing pulling this shit? Does it work anywhere else? Like, could you still be fine and have your top champion? And let's assume here that the Universal title is higher up than the WWE title because that's certainly how it's built. I mean, any title that AJ Styles holds is the top tier title. That's just a wrestling point of view right there. But the Universal title is the title that the WWE builds for whatever reason, oh wait, because of Brock Lesnar, as the title. You know, so... For all intents and purposes, he is like the top two. He's the number one champion, and he's ruining that title. But it's WWE, and there's a lot of casual fans that just kind of watch it for the the soap opera aspect of WWE, of, of professional wrestling. Does if he does this in Ring of Honor or a, or even in like an Impact Wrestling that's kind of on its trying to rise from the ashes kind of situation, or if he does it, you know, in New Japan does it. Does it work?
0: No, it doesn't work. Um, Does it hurt the company? It hurts the company. If you think back, uh, go back and look at uh, old New Japan before before Shinsuke Nakamura had the Intercontinental Inter- Title. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a good point.
0: He restored prestige and and respect and uh, meaning into their intercontinental title was it an overnight process no 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 absolutely not but you know it took him about three years to do yeah um and then in in along the same veins although there wasn't a title uh, necessarily associated with the situation you had uh, Ace. Ace did it with the entire company for New Japan. Yeah, you know he he put that company on his back. Yep, and and carried it to 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 what it is now.
1: Hiroshi Tanahashi is yes. who are referring to? In case you didn't know, who Ace was.
0: So yeah, if if though you know, obviously business was horrible before that, and it took it took thing it, you know it took. Um, Tanahashi putting the company on his back in order to make it successful and make it work and and keep it from going under it took Shinsuke Nakamura his performance to restore respect and and meaning to their Intercontinental Championship it it just doesn't work no matter where you go Um, I think the only reason it is even halfway surviving business as it is for the WWE at this point it's because they just have a lot of money and they have a diverse stream of revenues yeah, coming in. Yeah. You know, they're right now all the all of the other um organizations out there. I would I would it's I would gather to say that they're not as kid friendly. Yeah. No. When it comes to content. Right. I'm not saying they're out and outright uh, vulgar, but <laughs> you know it is definitely a less of a a, a kitty programming as opposed to the wwe right the wwe is very kid friendly i'm not saying that's a bad thing but also you've got a guy with a belt there who's not doing anything to sell to those kids and that's that's a big problem because you're 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 alienating your audience is what you're doing and it'd be one thing if it was just one demographic and it was just kids but no he's alienating everybody And I'm not saying he's the sole reason for them not being able to sell out house shows and whatnot, but it's a big part. Especially
1: after what happened. Especially uh, after what what happened happened in Chicago. Because now, if if you you know going to the next Brock Lesnar advertised show, it's like, oh, how's he going to top that? Oh, I I know. If I'm Vince McMahon, we're going to do it in 30 seconds. Yeah. No, you got to go the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's it's. um, when it comes to championships, I guess the the bottom line is here. No matter what you look, how you look at championship belts, if they're props, here or if they're, or if they're they're not props, they at the end of the day, just like anything else, it has to mean something. It's like what we talked about with characters in creative writing. If it doesn't mean anything, take it out, take it out of of, of what you're doing. Then it doesn't, it shouldn't exist. So you created a a a. Brand extension, and you have your world champion on SmackDown, and you said, "Okay, we're gonna have a world champion on Raw," and then here's a good idea: we're gonna have them never show up. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it just it's like to be in that room, and how many yes men say, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's great. that's gonna sell so many tickets." This is this is where I I just I just say I I I have enough. I enough's enough. And then, and then you have the audacity to try to sell a, a fucking WrestleMania match. It's like, Roman Reigns is fighting who again? Who's that guy? Oh, yeah, I forgot. There was a universal title. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's insulting that, and this is where I'm going to sound a little mean here, that I, I, I share an interest with a company, with, with a fan base that just doesn't get it. And it's it's frustrating because they watch it more than I do because I tend to turn it off now. And a lot of people do. Yeah, and it's just like what are you seeing that I'm not? What are you where are you seeing entertainment value when it's all we're doing is hyping up a match. We're not actually doing anything. We're not having one. I, I don't know. And then it's just it's just championships in general. You know, and I feel the same way about the not that it's advertised by any means, but the UK title. What was the point? of that what was the point of bringing the uk to i know they had plans on doing a uk tv show that apparently is not happening but what's the point of it's a beautiful belt but what's the point of it
0: well and even, even now <laughs> i know? mean look look at that belt that i mean it's it's it sees a hell of a lot more action than the uh the universal title
1: yeah i you mean
0: albeit not on WWE programming. Yeah, in but... progress.
1: Yeah, progress wrestling for sure. Uh, you know, it, it's as far as the, when it, you know, when it will be defended again, it's why? <laughs> you know, why not just quietly just, you know, defunct that title? It's, again, it's a beautiful belt. It was a great idea. Tremendous tournament if you haven't watched that tournament. Uh, But, you know, I love Pete Dunne. Absolutely love the Bruiserweight. But it's again it's there's there's no there's no point to it so don't don't have it uh the lesson here is if you're going to create a championship same thing with the women of honor championship we talked about earlier if you're going to create a championship it has to have meaning it has to have respect behind it because without respect it's just a belt it's just an expensive belt that's all it is
0: true very so, very true i wonder how many uh have they have they ran a clearance on the wwe shop zone for the universal title, the replicas. Yeah, are they like twenty bucks now? I, you know, that's that's <laughs> still too much for me for that belt.
1: I don't buy defunct belts. Oh wait, it's not. Oh, breaking news! It's still an active title. You know, and you know what's funny too, real quick here is Naomi. She she couldn't defend the title because of an injury. Oh, you're not gonna be able to defend the title because you have an injury. So they they on screen made her relinquish the title. Because she couldn't defend it within thirty days. Right. Brock Lesnar has gone like sixty plus days without defending <laughs> that title. It's like, oh, you still our champion? Like, uh, stop insulting our intelligence here. Like, it's
0: that's, it's <laughs> horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah,
1: that's that's just the uh, that's the world we live in when it comes to WWE, unfortunately. And with that, we end our show. Thank you again for for tuning in. I've been Matt. He, I'm Joe. Until next time, we'll see you in the ring.